This is Unstoppable with Zen Honeycut, episode 39. Create a healthier world. Well, happy Earth Day, everyone. Thank you for listening. I know you have probably plenty of tips and techniques arriving in your inbox right now about what you can do to protect our planet, life on Earth, and reduce your carbon footprint, recycle all of those types of things, you know, grow your own food. And so you probably have some very good ideas on what you can do. But I appreciate you spending about 20 to 30 minutes with me today, really diving into the words of Dr. Vandana Shiva, who released her Earth Day um, declaration, communicator, Earth Day communique to the world. And it's been endorsed by probably hundreds of organizations. And I'm sure you'll be able to see this on Navdanya today. That's her, one of her organizations that she started. And so I'm going to go through some of the actions that she suggests for sowing the seeds of a new earth democracy. And as she lists some of these actions, I'm going to also perhaps add in some things that you can do locally that might be a little bit more specific than um, some of the broader general actions that she suggests. And so I'm going to go through that today. But I do want to point to our website, momsacrossamerica.org, and you can go to the blog today and you will see, um, I believe for the first time that's been released, um, maybe maybe not physically in person, but online, a beautiful painting by one of our supporters, Ruth Westreich of the Westreich Foundation. And uh, it's just gorgeous, Mother Earth. And she has a description there of the painting and, and talking about Mother Earth, some very inspiring words. And um, I have a little, uh, my li- a little poem that I like to recite every day for gratitude. And Dr. Vandana Shiva's words are also mentioned on this blog. And I'd like to share one of them to start with. Um, I'll start with Dr. Vandana Shiva as I'm going to go through her action points, and then I'll end with uh, my mine and um, and Ruth's. So Dr. Vandana Shiva says the Earth is an interconnected web of life. The health emergency we face as a global community is connected to the health of the Earth. It, the the health of the Earth that that's facing its steady degradation the extinction and disappearance of species, and the climate emergency. We must shift from the economics of greed and limitless growth of competition and violence who have pushed us to an existential crisis and move into an economy of care for the earth, for people, and for all living species. And she's so eloquent and fearless and intelligent that whenever you have an opportunity to see her speak, I highly suggest that you take time off work or, you know, bring your family, do whatever needs to be done to go see her speak. So here's some of her, her words of the actions for sowing the seeds of a new earth, a new earth democracy. She doesn't have them numbered. So I'm not going to say them in numbers because I may not be able to follow my numbers, but uh, the first one is to promote and protect biodiversity richness 
in our forests, our farms, and our food to stop the destruction of the earth and the sixth mass extinction. And by promoting and protecting biodiversity, richness in our forests, farms, and food, that means that we, we can do this with our purchasing choices. We can do this by purchasing the, the fruits and vegetables which are unique and different and um, are not the, you know, the, the, the staple kind by growing our own foods that promote uh, biodiversity and also by um, supporting other people, you know, other farmers and products and brands that support the biodiversity, you know, the ones that support local small farmers, even if it is in another country, but they're supporting those small farmers, which grow biodiverse crops. Uh, okay. Like for, and for instance, one time I made an, a special effort to buy tea from a particular, a particular farm in Maui that I visited that made an effort to grow medicinal herbs in a regenerative agriculture way. You know, I had visited this farm. It made a real difference for me. They were beautiful people. And so I went out of my way to make sure to buy Christmas gifts um, from them to support them. So things like that you can do to support biodiversity. Okay, the next one is promote local healthy food through local biodiverse food systems and cultures and economies of care, such as farmers markets, CSA, biodistricts. So this just means, yeah, get connected with your local farmers. Most places have some type of CSA system. You can look online for the CSA near you or for farmers markets near you. This is super important to support and create local food security, considering the whole COVID uh, shutdown and seeing how farmers are being impacted and how, uh, you know, there could be at some point the trucking and, and trains and all of that impacted if there were ever a, a very, very serious, you know, if this got even worse, there might not be workers at the, at the um, train stations or, you know, truckers that can transport food. So within about two weeks, if we didn't have um, trans, you know, transport back and forth or power in the grocery stores, some people would be starving. And it only takes five missed meals in general for someone to begin to, you know, steal things to, for thievery, for, for them to attempt to break into somebody's home and get food. So uh, we need to develop a local food system that is healthy, you know, local, organic, biodiverse in order to not only protect the planet, but to protect our, the structure of our local communities. Very important to begin growing your own food and to be um, an advocate in your community for a for many community gardens. Okay, stop subsidizing industrial agriculture and unhealthy systems that create a burden of disease. Public subsidies should be redirected to systems based on agroecology and biodiversity conservation, and which provide health benefits and protect common goods. Now, one great example in real life how this happened was there's a movie called, um, in French, it's um, They Shall Accuse Us, but the American English, uh, the American or English version is uh, The French Food Revolution, something like that. 
And it's based on a little town in Barjac, which I've had the extraordinary opportunity to visit when I went to a conference near there. And there's a school that switched over everything to organic because the mayor of the town realized how much spraying was happening on their crops, either locally or near, nearby, on the food that they were eating. And he noticed the high levels of leukemia and children getting sick and you know sickness in his town. And it wasn't; it would, had not been like that before. So he had uh, was a champion for the school system to switch over to organic because he realized that children are especially um, vulnerable to toxic chemicals, right? Due to the fact that their liver and kidneys are not fully developed and, you know, all of that. So anyway, he wanted to protect the children in the school. So he had that local elementary school switch over to almost entirely organic food, you know, food that was at least not pesticide sprayed. And it's a really wonderful story. And in the end, you know, what they did was the, the, the economic um, structure switched, they changed it. And instead of giving money directly to farmers, they gave money to the schools to be able to purchase the organic food. So the schools had the money and then they went to the farmers and said, we want organic food or we want food that is not sprayed with pesticides. So that shifted the marketplace. If the government just gives the farmers money, they have, you know, subsidies, they have no, they have no uh, motivation to farm any differently other than the way that they're farming. But if you give the money to the people who are, um, who have demands, right, who insist that it be a certain way, then the farmers do need to uh, switch over or go out of business. So I thought that was brilliant. And I hope that um, we will eventually have politicians in place or mayors or, you know, people elected to office, or perhaps you'll run for office and do something like, like this, because this is what needs to happen in order to switch our food system over to one that's healthy. Okay, next, Mandana Shiva says, halt subsidies and further investments in fossil fuel sector, including fossil fuel-based agriculture inputs as real climate action. So what this means is most people don't know that pesticides and herbicides and fertilizers have a lot of fossil fuel inputs, meaning they're made up of petroleum and uh, sludge from, from the natural gas fracking industry. They put all that leftover sludge right into our pesticides and herbicides and maybe even the uh, fertilizers. I have, I have to double check on that, but there's definitely a lot of chemicals in this, in these inputs that do not need to be there. And so we really, as taxpayers should not be subsidizing that we should not be subsidizing the poisoning of our planet. And that's something that you can uh, demand from our representatives and senators to stop doing that. Next is to stop favoring industrial junk food and unhealthy food systems based on toxic and nutritionally empty commodities. This is great. If we, if we could just stop funding GMO corn and soy and sugar, our planet would be so much better off. That would be an enormous step towards transitioning our farmers to biodiverse farmers, growing food that we can eat locally and not export to other countries to poison them. I mean, that's what's happening. Even if the GMO corn and soy is only going to feed the pigs in China and Japan and Korea, um, the, the, that those entire populations are still getting poisoned by our food. There needs to be another way. There needs to be another system. And that me that needs to be one that's not industrial junk food. Okay. 
put an end to monocultures, Dr. Donna Shiva says, genetic manipulation of plants and factory farming of animals, which are spreading pathogens and antibiotic resistance. Absolutely could not agree more. This GMO monocrop cultures are simply feeding the factory farm uh, animals and they are spreading pathogens and antibiotic resistance. And you can do something about this by not buying that. You can make a vow to never buy uh, pork at a restaurant or beef or chicken that is not um, organic. You can do that. You can go out to a restaurant and make other food choices. I would also not purchase any fish that's not wild. If they have wild caught fish, then that is better than factory, uh, than farmed fish. But, um, you know, some will argue with me about that. It's up to you. So I would mostly go with uh, vegetable dishes when you go out to eat. If you, if you don't go to an organic restaurant. So work and working with organizations like Moms Across America and Friends of the Earth and Organic Consumers Association um, to stop the genetic manipulation of plants and animals is very important work. And we, we do hope that you continue to do that because our government is now no longer um, regulating GMOs. The USDA, there was an article put out by a person who worked at the USDA and said that this administration basically forced people out by forcing them to move to the middle of America uh, many of those workers just decided not to move. So he said there's virtually no one left at the USDA that is monitoring GMOs. So um, I don't want to say all is lost, but it sure does feel like it sometimes. But we need people to continue to um, to raise awareness about GMOs. And you can continue doing that by purchasing organic and getting involved with these organizations that are working on it. Okay, next, stop deforestation which is expanding exponentially through through industrial monocultures for corporate interests. Forests are the lungs of the earth. You can do something about this by not purchasing new furniture, especially from um, places which produce cheap furniture like Ikea and just furniture places that you know make new furniture. Purchase used furniture as much as possible. You can always get something recovered you can purchase covers that go around a couch like an elastic. Um, and many types of old furniture are um, even much, they're much more sturdy and they last much longer than the new furniture. You can also um, switch to hemp products as much as possible and do not buy palm oil. Palm oil is one of the main culprits of clearing forests. And if you, the only company that I know that does a palm oil that does not clear forest is Nutivia. They grow, they have a, a red palm oil, which is grown in a sustainable forest. So really consider your choices and read labels and, um, you know, really do attempt to not purchase paper products as much as possible. Like for instance, we don't have napkins in our house, paper napkins. We only use cloth napkins. We never have paper towels. We just use cloth towels and that saves a lot of paper. So, you know, please do consider doing that. Okay, next, practice sustainable agriculture based on integration of diversity of crops, trees, and animals. And that sustainable agriculture is what that's describing is really permaculture. And that means having trees and bushes and crops that also integrate with animals. That's really regenerative agriculture, right, where the animals come and graze on the crops. They fertilize it. 
um, other animals come and eat the bugs that come with it. And, you know, they, it's just a whole cycle. It, and a really great way example of that is the movie Big Little Farm. I mean, it will bring tears to your eyes. It is so beautiful. So check out Big Little Farm. If you want to learn more about permaculture, check out Matt Powers, the um, permaculture student. He's got a Facebook page. He puts out videos every day. And also Kiss the Ground are big supporters of regenerative agriculture. So you can check them out. Okay, save, grow, and reproduce traditional seed varieties to safeguard uh, biodiversity. They need to be saved not as in, as museum pieces in germplasm plasma banks, but in living working seed banks, such as a basis of a healthcare system. I love this because most people think seed banks and they just think of seeds sitting in jars or in the freezer. Um, she's not encouraging that. She's encouraging that you share your seeds, that your neighbors grow seeds, that you pass the seeds around. They do this at the Bioneers Conference every year in October. It's an incredible conference. I highly encourage you to go and they share seeds and then you go plant them and then you bring some back the next year. And they're really diverse seeds from, you know, heirloom seeds from ancient cultures. Um, and, and it's just a very beautiful thing. So grow seeds, share your seeds, you know, allow one plant to grow out to seed and then share those seeds with your neighbors. It's a, it's a tremendous and fulfilling feeling. It's really wonderful. Okay. Next create poison free zones, communities, farms, and food systems. And you can do this by going to momsacrossamerica.org, clicking on action, and then on toxin-free town campaign. And we've been doing this for probably about five years now, encouraging people to ask their, their um, homeowners association, their, their towns, their cities, their parks and recs, their school systems, and their counties to stop using glyphosate and uh, any other toxic chemicals and to switch to organic methods and permaculture methods and, um, you know, just regenerative methods instead. And so we have a page there called the top 10 alternatives to Roundup, which has been a document which has been downloaded 100,000 times. And so we really encourage you to use that document. It was created by a team of lawyers. And then Moms Across America, I added in uh, pictures and a, a few um specific examples of alternatives, you know, particular companies. And, uh, we're not, you know, we, we don't get like you know, commission or something from those companies to suggest them. We did have one that was a sponsor for a little while, but they're no longer our sponsors. And, um, and so we're, you know, we're recommending these because they work. That's it. Period. Plain and simple. So, um, and that was always the case, whether we were sponsored or not. We only recommend things that actually work. Okay, next, and introduce policy to assess the cost of damage to health and the environment caused by chemicals and enact the polluter pays principle. So, so she's calling on you to be an advocate to um, have our representatives and our sem senators insist on policies that assess the cost of damage to the health an environment caused by chemicals and enact the polluters pays principle, meaning that if they, if they pollute, they pay for it to be cleaned up. My understanding is that this is not a carbon. She's not calling for a carbon tax, meaning a company can just pay up front and then go ahead and pollute as much as they want. What I believe she's calling for here is for if a company pollutes the planet, then they pay to clean it up. It's not like you get permission ahead of time to pollute. So um, I'm 
I agree with that as well. I don't think companies should just be able to pay their way to pollute. I think that they should also absolutely be a part of cleaning up. Okay, next, health must have priority over corporate interests with respect to chemical and pesticide use in food and agriculture. The precautionary principle must be enacted. Now, gee, could you imagine if the EPA just followed this one simple thing? There would be thousands, tens of thousands of chemicals that would not be in the market right now. They would not be polluting us. They would not be making your mother sick and giving her cancer. They would not be giving your sister breast cancer. They would not be giving your father or or brother, you know, prostate cancer or, or, uh, you know, all kinds of respiratory issues and all of that. Your family members would be sick. One out of two men and one out of three women in, in America would likely not be getting cancer. Over 90% of the reasons for cancer are environmental. And so if our EPA put health as a priority over corporate interests, as Dr. Vandana Shiva suggests, we would be a much healthier nation and we wouldn't be spending $1.3 trillion a year on healthcare. We wouldn't be making ourselves bankrupt on healthcare. And most likely we wouldn't be the country with the most cases of COVID-19 and deaths because our people would have strong immune systems. I mean, think about it. We are eating glyphosate, which destroys the beneficial bacteria and the immune system in almost every meal if we're eating conventional. We are exposing ourselves to to 4G at very high levels compared to some other countries as well. We're on our devices constantly and we're eating toxic chemicals and we're exposed to GMOs and toxic chemicals unlike many countries around the world. So this is a major issue. Health could bankrupt our nation and take us down from the most powerful country in the world to one of the least powerful, if you need to think about world power like that. Um, So, okay, next is to transition from globalization to localization and make permanent deglobalization. Stop the corporate takeover of our food and health. I could not agree more. There should not be six corporations that own the majority of the seed supply. And these same six corporations also monopolize the chemical industry. They make the majority of the pesticides and herbicides. They also make the GMO seeds. And then many of them have sister companies that make the pharmaceuticals that are supposed to make us better. So they make us sick and then they quote unquote, make us better. That's criminal. That's profiting over pain and suffering. It's completely immoral. And for all the people at at organizations like 350.org and Greenpeace that are fighting this, hats off to you. Thank you so much. And we continue to do what we can. I've spoken at the Monsanto shareholder meeting, the Dow and DuPont ones. I went to Syngenta. There are, are groups like some of us that are, you know, taking action and speaking up at the shareholder meetings to change how things are going. But we, we also need to change them with our purchasing power. So just stop buying their junk and they won't be able to um, control our government. If they don't have the money because we don't buy it, then they can't buy our senators. Okay. So stop buying their junk. Okay. Next introduce local circular economies, which increase the well-being and health of people. Okay. And this one is really important, and we um, and it includes the next one, which is support, regenerate, and strengthen communities. And we really encourage you to go to momsacrossamerica.org and click on events and click on start a group. 
And on that page, we have a new tab called Start a Moms Co-op. Now, if you don't want it to just be a moms co-op, which we really encourage because we're moms and because moms just organize so much in our communities, um, you can um, do what Doris Nick did in Chesterfield, Virginia, which was create an Unstoppable Parents of Chesterville, Chesterville, Virginia page on Facebook. And she's coordinating with parents, right, together to um, stop 5G in her neighborhood. So whatever you like, but we encourage you to start a cooperative, which it means to us, means working together with other organizations to strengthen your communities and create healthy communities. And I won't go into all the steps right now today, but it's a very important um, and necessary thing to do in order to protect your community locally. You must organize locally in order to stop the 4 slash 5G deployment of, you know, these 5G grids in your local towns. A, na- a national organization can't do that for you. you. You must be there at your city councils or your planning commissioner meetings, and you must have a group of, you know, six to 100 to 300 people there. And you really number, n- large numbers really do make a difference. So you must organize locally in order to protect your communities. If you don't, you may find that you may have to move out of your house within a few days. That's what's happened in San Francisco. A family had a small cell unit put up uh, six or 12 feet outside of their children's bedroom. And within three days, they had to move out. So um, this is very serious, folks, and we need to organize locally. Also, the local food system that I mentioned earlier, the local food security is crucial for the survival of our local communities. And um, not only is it crucial, it's really fulfilling and um, rewarding and very enjoyable to connect with your local neighbors and to grow food together and to swap food. And it really strengthens a community. It can pull people out of depression. It can, I mean, it can save lives, you know, to connect with people and to show people that you care and have, allow them to care, you know, back to you and, and give you things. Um, food that they've grown, you know, so it's a really wonderful thing to do. And so I encourage you to go to Moms Across America, click on events, how to start a group and the Moms Co-op and and take the steps that I'm encouraging you uh, to do there and let us know, you know, sign up at the bottom of the page, sign up, let us know that you're doing this, we'll support you, we'll give you a call, whatever it is you need. Okay, next, Dr. Vandana Shiva calls for create gardens of hope, gardens of health everywhere in community gardens institutions, schools, prisons, hospitals, in the cities and countrysides. And we cannot agree more. Every single school, prison, hospital, community garden, uh, I mean, uh, institution and church should have a community garden. Absolutely. If our government really cared about um, healthcare, they would be investing money into this, not, not giving money to pharmaceutical companies to make more vaccines, I'm sorry, which don't work, which cause shedding, which have toxins in them, the money needs to go to strengthening our local communities with local community gardens. That's what we need. Okay, two more. One is to stop the growth uh, and GDP as measures of health of the economy. GDP is based on the extraction of resources from nature and wealth from society and adopt citizens' well-being as a measure of the health of the economy. I love this so much. We had a group of um, organ- organizations that started with us creating the definition of what is a healthy community. Um, so we have a healthy communities challenge or certificate that we're stewing and brewing and cooking up right now. And um, and if any volunteer out there wants to work with us on that, 
we would love to have your support in that. Somebody who likes to work with city planners and mayors and other volunteers, um, we'd love to have your support in that. We just have so many projects that we want to do that, um, you know, and not enough staff uh, to do them. So we appreciate your support, but we should be defining a healthy community based on the health of the residents, right? What if a mayor said, I'm running for office and my measure of success is going to be that the rates of cancer and, you know, sickness and illness and, and our healthcare costs go down in our city. What if that was a measure of success? Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, I think it would. And so I love the words of Dr. Vandana Shiva. And I appreciate her um, fearless and tireless dedication to having a healthier planet. I want to share what uh, Ruth Westreich, who is a philanthropist and supporter of the arts and in health, um, a quote that she gave us. She says, um, uh, well, it's, it's Radnath Swami that says it, but this is one of her favorite quotes. Mother Nature is always speaking. She speaks in a language understood within the peaceful mind of the sincere observer. Leopards, cobras, monkeys, rivers, and trees, they all served as my teachers when I lived as a wanderer in the Himalayan foothills. So just imagine that you're a wanderer in life and you can listen to the foothills, you can listen to the trees. And you can do something today. You can click on that article and find an organization. We have a list of organizations that you can get involved with, that you can volunteer with or donate to today in order to create a healthier world. And of course, I would ask that you consider um, my request. I have a link there to a request to please consider Moms Across America as one of the organizations that you donate to. We truly are working every day to create health and freedom, not just for our generation, but for future generations to come. And we appreciate your support. We hope you have a wonderful, beautiful Earth Day. Thank you so much for listening today.